Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. This is another podcast that's a little different. I'm going to share a few scenarios, and I'm going to share them from two different perspectives. The first perspective will be the manager, leader, director, whatever title. Um, And then the second perspective will be that of the employee. I'm going to ask you to listen to each perspective and then think about how you might tackle the issue. So let's get started. The first case study or scenario is one where a woman named Muriel is the director of a department and she's facing a sticky situation with an employee whose name happens to be Sonia. So here's how it looks from Muriel's perspective. Sonia's not pulling her weight on the team. She's missing deadlines and other people have to fill in so that the entire department doesn't look bad. She doesn't maintain enough contact with the departments that she supports, so she doesn't really know what her internal customers need. And they've been coming with complaints about how long it takes for Sonia to get a recruitment plan together for key vacancies. Mm, They've also raised an issue about her professionalism. She's late for meetings, and she's usually unprepared. She's been promoted to senior recruiter, but she does not function at that level. Her promotion came before Muriel, the director, arrived last year. Sonia's been around for 10 years. So pretty soon, Muriel is going to have to sit down and talk with Sonia about these issues. And it's not her first conversation with her. Of course, Muriel isn't looking forward to the conversation because she knows Sonia's going to be defensive and probably a little snippy. Now, let's think about Sonia's take on the situation because of course it's different from Muriel's. Here she is a senior recruiter in the human capital division. She's been with the company 10 years. She's moved up the ranks. Sonia thinks that she's a star player, a great performer, and her last director never had anything bad to say about her. In fact, Her last director didn't really talk about performance at all. She did annual reviews, and that was enough. Uh, This new director, Muriel, is different, and it's getting on Sonia's nerves. Uh, Muriel wants progress reports. She acts like deadlines are written in stone. She spends too much time talking to all the departments that Sonia supports. So needless to say, Sonia's not happy with Muriel. Muriel's not happy with Sonia. The other problem from Muriel's perspective is that the people on the team are all brown nosers. They'll do anything to make themselves look good. They meet deadlines ahead of time. They're constantly talking about new ways to do things, being innovative, improving efficiencies. So what do you think? If you were Muriel, how would you deal with the Sonia situation? What communication strategies would you use? What performance management strategies would you use? Would you coach her, counsel, find her a mentor? How would you turn her around and get her on the right track? Do you even see that as a possibility? 
I want to move on to the next case. And this one's a little bit different because it deals with an employee who is overall really good. He just needs some redirecting. So in this case, Tessa is a manager and she's got to decide how to handle Emmanuel. He's been on her team for five years. He does awesome work fundraising for the nonprofit. He's smart, self-taught, and he's motivated. He's got great relationships with his colleagues throughout the organization. And like everyone else, Emmanuel has some areas for growth. One is his lack of attention to small details. For example, when he was planning Beerology, one of the signature fundraisers, he forgot to give sponsors details on the private reception was, that was for them at the brewery. Thank goodness, thank goodness, thank goodness, Nancy remembered. She was able to help him pull that together the week before the event. Mm, that's not the first problem that Emmanuel's had. A few months ago, he forgot to arrange transportation from the airport to the hotel for the author who was coming to do a book signing. And this time, Philip covered for him and got it done. Now, don't get, don't get it twisted. Emmanuel's a great guy with a positive attitude. He jumps in and he helps anyone who needs it. And this includes people outside of that department that he works in. He just seems to have trouble with details. He also has trouble managing his time. He leaves some things undone until the last minute. So Tessa really wants to offer him help because that's her job. She's the manager, but she's not quite sure where to start. She's going to meet him and she's going to address some of these issues. But here's the interesting thing. Emmanuel sees it from a completely different perspective. He loves being the development officer for this highly respected nonprofit. He loves his job. He loves the nonprofit and fully supports their mission. He knows he's a gifted fundraiser. He's confident, very confident, not cocky. You know, during Emmanuel's five years with the organization, he thinks that things have been great, and they have been great. Things are getting even better. He really enjoys the team because they're all collaborators. Nobody's overly competitive. It's all about getting the job done. And he really appreciates the fact that everyone, everyone pitches in and helps one another. Nancy helps him when he gets frazzled near deadlines for big events. Carmen always has his back when he has to write proportional materials. And by the same token, Emmanuel helps out whenever other people need it. Somehow, and sometimes, he knows he gets lost in helping others. He knows he gets lost doing his own job, and he knows he gets lost wanting to excel at his work. He also knows that structure's hard for him. He's super creative and likes a free-flowing approach to work. So, what would you do to help Emmanuel challenge his energy? What's some of the language that you'd use if you were Tessa? You know, the approach that you pick can either inspire him or deflate him. So how are you going to deepen his engagement and commitment? How are you going to help him leverage his strengths while still addressing his developmental opportunities? How are you going to do that? As you think about these scenarios, it's important to think about, hmm, what can I do 
to get the employees to fully commit? How can I get them to find their strengths and use their strengths? How can I speak with them about their developmental opportunities in a way that is not off-putting, but is still direct? What kinds of performance targets am I going to give these employees? These are all things that you have to think about and prepare for. If you've been in leadership for any length of time, you've undoubtedly encountered someone like Emmanuel and someone like Sonia. So use these scenarios to get you thinking and to get you prepared for your next sticky situation. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.